Welcome to the Department of Defense Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions podcast series, part one on the path to transformation hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. And in the first part of our podcast series, David Rouse, who's the director of Department of Defense Sales with Verizon, explores the benefits that EIS will bring to the DOD, as well as some possible use cases that could have a big impact on mission readiness. And David, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here, Matt. Look forward to the conversation. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. And let's just jump right in. So digital transformation must be one of those, the most common phrases uttered by DOD network leaders and teams these days. And with that in mind, what are some of the challenges that the DOD, what are the challenges that they have experienced historically when it comes to digital transformation? So thanks, Matt. I think two challenges that any customer deals with when it comes to transformation is, you know, one is around the concept of change management. So, you know, as you go down a transformation journey, you are obviously you're moving from a legacy capability to kind of newer technology, newer approach to business. And so part of the challenge is around change management and how disruptive perception is versus managing, you know, through the process and to minimize disruption to ultimately to the customer experience. I think another area that's been a challenge is around funding transformation journeys. And that's always, uh, whether it's government or enterprise customers, is how do you maintain the current, you know, operational capabilities while you transform to something new? And where does the money come from to fund that journey? I think the difference in the government space is, as opposed to the enterprise space, is they have opportunities to identify these requirements and get funding established to support the transformation. But the, you know, the government budget cycle being the timeframes that we're talking about there, you know, it's critical that there has been the foresight to plan for within the budget to execute on the transformation. So I think change management and budget are two of the big challenges around digital transformation. That's great. Thanks for those insights there, David. So overall, how has the DOD been faring when it comes to the adoption of the EIS contract vehicle? So we've seen over the last couple of years, we've seen, you know, the agencies in DOD have executed a number of fair opportunity RFPs. You know, we're getting through a fairly substantial portion of what was anticipated I think the difference moving from networks to EIS is under networks, we had more of a product or technology focus around fair opportunities. And so by that, I mean, you know, for example, from a Verizon perspective, the what was termed network-based IPVPN or commercially MPLS services, there was a fair opportunity across the DOD for those services. And under networks, then that put the agencies in the position to kind of figure out how they wanted to integrate different capabilities, depending on, you know, which companies won what fair opportunities for different products and services and technologies. In EIS, we're seeing more of an enterprise approach by the agencies where they are looking at their enterprise holistically and coming up with the RFP saying, these are all the different capabilities that I need, you know, to sustain my operations or in some cases transform my operations. And, you know, they're issuing kind of an agency level RFP that covers the gamut of the services they're looking for. So it's what we've seen to date has largely been more agency focused 
mission focused, whereas you know on networks we were more technology and product focused. All right, great, thanks. And so, what are some of the current obstacles that the DoD is facing? You know, many defense agencies using multiple or different contracting vehicles, et cetera, happening right now. You know, in I guess despite all the transformative progress that the DoD has already made today. So, you know, I think on this one, back to the first question, again, you know, change management budget are key obstacles to, to manage through. I think that the other piece is that EIS presents an opportunity, unlike its predecessors, networks in FTS 2001 and then prior to that FTS 2000. With EIS, we have an opportunity to tailor more specifically to an enterprise. But again, that's kind of a new way of doing business for both industry and the government, at least under the you know, the constructs of a GSA contract vehicle. So, you know, being able to kind of accurately and completely represent, you know, the full set of mission requirements that they're looking to have satisfied through a fair opportunity. And then, you know, also there are other options out there from other contract vehicles, as you mentioned. And just from the government's perspective, I believe from, you know, from the outside looking in, trying to understand which contract vehicles provide the best value to the government. You know, do they run it through EIS or through any of the other numerous contract vehicles that are at their disposal? All right, great. And if you don't mind, can you share some more about the benefits that EIS can provide to the DOD overall? Sure. Yeah. And again, I think the uniqueness here is the ability to kind of customize at the task order level. And so one of the things that we've seen the Department of Defense leverage on the EIS vehicle is the task order unique CLIN framework. So they can, the base contract has, you know, a menu of services and offerings, but again, tailoring the task orders more specific to a particular agency's mission and then how they want to kind of structure the the CLINs, if you will, where there might be opportunities to combine services or kind of tailor how they're consuming those services. So, you know, I think it presents a lot more flexibility than, you know, folks that might have looked at, say, networks in the past. And it was, again, very much product solution focused, left a lot of decisions to the government to act as kind of the integrator and figure out how to put the pieces together. In EIS, you know, again, they can kind of present more, here's what the overarching agency objectives are. And then, again, with the tuck bundles, there's an opportunity to take some of the detail out of it from the government's perspective. And then, you know, the industry then is able to kind of structure the deal specifically around that agency and, you know, anticipate growth and expansion in a more, I guess, intimate, more precise Clean structure with that agency. All right, great. Well, David, really appreciate your time today. And our last question is, what are some of the strong use cases for how EIS could be used by the DOD to modernize overall? Great question. And I think that what we've seen to date is, you know, I'll start there and then maybe some expansions off of that. So I think that, you know, what we've seen to date on task orders that have been competed is, transformation in a couple areas. One is a shift away from legacy time division multiplex or TDM services. You know, those services are being eliminated, not just within the government, but within the telecommunications industry globally. 
And so the shift from TDM-based services to Ethernet and kind of the everything over IP concept, that's one area where we've already seen the EIS contract be leveraged. Another area is, and it kind of ties back to the TDM elimination, is the some agencies have looked at using the EIS vehicle as an opportunity to not only transform the underlying transport capability, but also to move their voice services from legacy TDM voice services over to IP or SIP-based service offerings. I think as we look forward, as we continue down this 11, 12-year journey with the contract vehicle and, and the Department of Defense, increasingly, I think there's opportunities to look at how to Again, kind of from an agency perspective, construct that enterprise mission-oriented solution set of telecommunication services, professional services, you know, perhaps if there's equipment requirements. But then I think the other piece is getting into, you know, the security of those services and how security can be built in, you know, essentially from day one. And are there opportunities to exploit other parts of the contract, you know, flexibility to bring other capabilities to bear that historically were not really part of the conversation and, you know, the legacy contracts, the networks and whatnot from years past. All right, perfect. Well, this concludes the Department of Defense Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions podcast series, part one on the path to transformation, where David Rouse, who's the director of Department of Defense Sales with Verizon, explored the benefits that EIS will bring to the DOD, as well as shared some possible use cases that could have a really big impact on mission readiness. And David, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate your time and the opportunity to have this conversation with you.